1: Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, pre-owned inventory. Great service department, excellent sales staff. And that's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. And loaded four o'clock hour coming up today. Eagles and Steelers related. We got Dave Zingaro from NBC Sports Philly at 4:06. Jerry Dulack from the Steelers Radio Network, Pittsburgh Post Gazette, at 4:35 today. And plenty to talk about with both teams. Of course, not a great week for both these teams. And both have tough matchups coming up on Sunday as well, so no rest for the weary. The Eagles taking on the Chiefs Sunday at 1. Andy Reid coming back to town. And the Steelers heading up to Lambeau to take on the Packers. So we'll get into that with Dave and Jerry a little bit later on. Tomorrow we'll have more Steeler and NFL talk with Neil Kulong. And Rich Scarcella, our buddy from the Reading Eagle, going to join us too to get ready for Penn State in Indiana Saturday night for the stripe out at Beaver Stadium and another good day for Penn State football. Sean Clifford has now been named a semifinalist for the William V Campbell Trophy, which of course recognizes an individual as the absolute best football scholar athlete in the nation for combined academic success, football performance and exemplary leadership. So that's obviously no surprise there in all facets really. I think if I remember correctly, The team GPA is pretty high across the board for Penn State football, really for all of Penn State athletics. I think when I was at the game on Saturday, they honored, what, 186 Scholar athletes that had a 3.0 or something GPA above. Sandy Barber fist-pumped them going down the line, I think it was at halftime during the game on Saturday. That was pretty cool. And that's great. Bucknell's the same way. They have a lot of really good uh, scholar athletes, and uh, a lot of most of the teams, if not all the teams, are doing very, have always done, and continue to do very well academically. So that's off to the quarterback, number fourteen, and he's playing pretty well on the field. Career high, four hundred one yards, and was obviously really good against Auburn, and could have won. Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week that week was Co-Offensive Player of the Week this week, of course. That was announced on Monday. He's just been really solid for Penn State this entire season, and no doubt he will continue to be for Penn State's success rate. He really, for all the question marks that we had about Sean Clifford, I don't. Think, there's definitely none anymore, and he's obviously answered the bell, and he's definitely off to a, a much better start than I anticipated and it's a big reason why Penn State's 4-0 and right now besides that defense you have a good quarterback and you got a defense like that that Penn State has right now that's why you're on the inside now of potentially being a college football playoff team number four in the AP top 25 <laughs> poll before you get going here Surprise. so big day for Sean Clifford that.
0: Oh, about the oh about is this about the Campbell? Yes. Board? Yeah, I was just going uh, through that. Semifinals. Oh yeah. 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 We were supposed to embargo it until eleven, yeah. Yeah, I think that he's a semifinalist for it. I think that's awesome. I mean you're taking care of business on a multitude of fronts like John Urschel did. You know, Trace McSorley was also a semifinalist at one point for it. I mean, so that's that's all that's really terrific. And then we have the the book I'm surprised that you didn't pre-order it on the Patriots I'm shocked that you didn't pre-order it
1: hey <laughs> briskets yes I, that's what I've been hearing but no I have not pre-ordered it yet
0: I'm surprised this is the kind of stuff you love this yeah, is but like it's right the Patriots though
1: so it's it's whatever
0: no there's a lot of Patriot hate in it <laughs> Belichick's a bad guy. Brady's a bad guy. Kraft's a bad guy. Between you and the suit, I'm surprised the two of you didn't, like, you know, buy 20. (laughs) Give him his gifts for Christmas.
1: It's stuff already new, though, about about them.
0: Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. You know, this is stuff, you know, first of all, when it comes to the book, and we'll read some excerpts here, which which will be certainly, for you, personally entertaining. We're, guess who's not quoted in the book?
1: I'm guessing Bella, Belichick, nor Brady, nor Robert Kraft.
0: Exactly. In fact, nobody's really quoted in the book. It's almost all third-hand or second-hand quotes. Bill O'Brien, second-hand quote. I, you know, all the Brady stuff, second-hand, third-hand, like, wow. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to run down what the guy's trying to do here because I, mean, I don't know him, but I believe Wickersham is with the, the Don Van Anna group, and Don Van Anna you know, has, over the, over his career has done some great stuff. Uh, I don't really know Seth Wickersham at all. Uh but man, that's a tough way to put together a book when you're not actually getting First hand quotes from people. But this is the kind of thing that you eat up. I'm surprised that I'm surprised you didn't lead the show with it. I mean, you had, you know, you decided to lead the show with something nice. What was that deal? F O U L E D. That spells foul. I mean, that, that's you know, let's let's face it, it's not your style. So let's get into what is your style. Patriots' book goes inside secretive and controversial franchise. See, those two words right away pique your interest. Well, it's somewhat accurate. In the end, Tom Brady just wanted to say goodbye in person to his longtime coach. But according to a new book to be published next month, Bill Belichick said he wasn't available and insisted the two New England Patriots legends talk on the phone. (laughs) It's got "suit" written all over it. Although, boy, comparing Belichick to the suit—it's kind of frightening, don't you think? No, señor! No, señor! No, señor! Brady told a friend the fact that it came over the phone was, quote, telling about how badly the duo's relationship had deteriorated over the years. The book, It's Better to Be Feared, the story of the suit. I mean, you listen to Dave now. We have him on Thursdays, and we mention the suit. He sounds scared. No? S-U-I-T. That spells suit. da. Ah! The book is entitled, It's Better to Be Feared, by ESPN senior writer Seth Wickersham. It's to be published October 12th by Liveright Publishing. It's based on hundreds of interviews with a range of sources, including previously confidential emails, texts, game plans, scouting reports, and internal New England studies, including one in which Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods, and Tom Brady were interviewed about personality traits that fueled their greatness. The book reveals the inner workings of the secretive and controversial Patriots franchise that dominated the NFL from 2001 to 2019 but could not beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Thought I'd throw that in just for you. I thought that was a good ad lib. Correct. The second time around. Between the driven, proud trio of team owner Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Brady, it explores how some of the league's biggest names inside and outside the organization dealt with the juggernaut. The success brought out the football genius and flaws of Brady, Belichick, and Kraft, and others throughout the league, according to Wickersham. Wickersham writes that Brady ultimately left New England not only because both Belichick and Kraft refused to commit to him until his stated goal of playing until 45. It was believed that Belichick thought Brady was close to the end but because he wanted to be an organization that welcomed his input rather than ignored it, something he ultimately found in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady had been curious if there was another way of winning, and while nobody was arguing that Bruce Arians was a better coach than Bill Belichick or even close, the seamlessness of Brady's proficiency in performance was making his former coach's methodologies look antiquated, even silly, the book says. It was better to be feared, but was it necessary? You've been in our staff meetings. You know what they're talking about. How often have you sat in the staff meetings in fear? I sit there confused, like well, how could a person say that? <laughs> but that's a different story. That's when we write that's when you write your book, Matt. That's right. The book dives deeply into Kraft and his influence on the team and the league, portraying him as an Idealistic and patient leader and loyal friend to the league, but also carrying a ruthlessness uh, often attributed to his head coach. In twenty eighteen, with the Patriots success and controversies wearing thin on all involved, Wickersham writes that Kraft Brady and Belichick were trying to set aside grievances in order to remain victorious. Brady was tired of taking team friendly deals with no input into how the money was being saved was being spent and still wanted a long-term contractual commitment. Belichick told the associates that every organizational decision now was in support of Brady, geared toward pleasing him and making him successful, and that Kraft meddled with the team, sometimes with opinions and sometimes with restricted budgets. As for Kraft, late in September, he was in Aspen for a conference and bumped into a few friends in the hotel lobby early one morning. He told them they was leaving later for Detroit, where the Patriots were playing their next game. I hate leaving here, Kraft said. You leave here and you leave some of the most brilliant people that you've ever met. You pick up so much knowledge from all these brilliant minds. All I have to do now is go to Detroit and be with the biggest quote, and it's an F word and an A word in my life, my head coach. Bill was an idiot savant, Kraft told the confidant, according to the book, alluding to Belichick's reputation before... He hired the former Browns coach in 2000. I gave him this opportunity. Kraft sometimes grown to confidence that Belichick didn't show him the respect he deserved. But was in no rush for life after him either, Wickersham writes. See, this is all stuff you eat. I'm surprised you didn't like leave with this. This is, like, this is your alley. This is the kind of gossip that that fuels your on-air fire. When it when it was when it was a
1: hot topic, yeah, but it's whatever now. Brady's on a different team, the Patriots are struggling. It's it's just kind of beating a dead horse to be at this point this book. But and I have and I've said many times before, this book is already most of this is already what we know, at least in my opinion. We know about spygate we know about the flake gate. We know that there was tension when Brady left, which is why I think Brady has that chip on his shoulder coming into the game this Sunday in Foxborough. So there's, there's nothing new about, about this, really, except maybe you know a little bit more about what exactly maybe what happened when Brady ended his tenure with the Patriots.
0: Well, as for the chip on the shoulder... There's a little bit of a difference between Brady and some of the other people that they interviewed for that study. One is that Brady was somebody that, like really wanted to be loved. I mean, you know, uh, that that's part of it. But it's interesting that they talk about the chip on the you know the chip on the shoulder, which you and I both I, I sorry I, I'm not a big believer in that either. I think I think those are things that are manufactured. Okay? And uh, the chip on the shoulder, I think, has always been a manufactured thing about everything. I got a chip on my shoulder. shoulders. Okay. All right. All right. Sure. Toward the end of the dynastic run, Belichick commissioned an internal study to examine the traits of transcendent athletes. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods, and Tom Brady. And there are others that were also interviewed. The study revealed that while the motivations of the rest of the elite athletes centered around the themes of rage and manufactured conflict, and you know how I feel about both, Brady was different. He felt most at the peak of his powers, not when he was measuring the size of the chip on his shoulder, but when he was in a loving and supportive environment, Wickersham writes. We now go back to Matt's comment about the chip on the shoulder. There you has. go. There is no Brady, but that's not. That's not how he motivates himself. Doesn't motivate himself with a chip. Yeah, but I
1: don't believe that for a
0: second. Because that's how he's.
1: He's admitted that before. He still has a chip in his shoulder from when he was drafted in the sixth round in '01. I, I don't. I don't buy any
0: of that for a second. I don't buy. I don't buy chips. I don't buy chips in the show. I don't believe in this stuff. I think I think every time you hear that, I think it's a fraud. I think you know if something self motivates you, I'm all for it. the The great ones are the ones that are self motivated. And you know what? You know what Brady has in common with Jordan. They both want to be coached. Jordan wanted to be coached, and Jordan wanted to be coached hard. Brady wanted to be coached. You want to be coached hard. Didn't mean there wouldn't be anytime you're coached hard, doesn't mean there's not conflict. Here's the bottom line when you get into anything, you should go into something, any organization, with the desire to be, to work with people who can make you better. Hey, don't go in with the desire you're going to be the hot shot and the world centers around you. Go into it with the idea that you're going to work with people who can make you better, and then you in turn can, it's your responsibility to do everything you can to make them better. The bottom line is, did Robert Kraft make Bill Belichick and Tom Brady better? Yes. Yeah. Did Bill Belichick make Robert Kraft and Tom Brady better? Yes. Did Tom Brady make Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick better? Yes. Okay. All three of them, okay, in one way or another, made each one of them better. And they desired to be in that relationship for almost 20 years because... Brady knew playing for Robert Kraft made him better. He knew playing for Belichick made him better. Belichick kept Brady around because it knew it made him better. He worked for Kraft because he knew that Kraft had the resources to make him better. And Kraft kept Belichick and Brady because he knew it would make the New England Patriots better. Thus making Kraft better. All right. When's the first time you ever heard it put like that? Probably now.
1: Well, I've always heard it like, I mean, I've... I've heard the argument. I've always been in that in that argument that those three figures made each other better. It wasn't one or the other, like the Brady versus Belichick thing. It wasn't one or the other. It was both of them. So I've always believed that.
0: I mean, everybody you hear now, well, Belichick was only great because of Brady, and there'll be some people, well, Brady was only great because of Belichick. I mean, that's what this week is about, and it's just the biggest fraud going. It's just a fraud. It's fraud analysis.
1: Yeah, that I totally agree with.
0: It's a total fraud. Brady made Kraft and Belichick better. Belichick made Brady and Kraft better. Kraft made Belichick and Brady better. That's how it's supposed to work. It doesn't mean the people skills are great. The people's, I mean, Belichick's people skills... You know, as a leader, something you know, you see him in press conferences sometimes. I mean, you know, it's on to Cincinnati, things like that. You know, sometimes, you know, his his communication skills in situations like aren't great. Okay. But you know, this is one of those this is one of those mythology fraud weeks where you just gotta sit there and go, Oh, you know. I mean, for people who are around sports all the time, they just write stuff to get clicks. You know, I mean, look, they did it in clusters. The Patriots won three Super Bowls early in Brady's tenure. Then it went 10 years and did not win Super Bowls. They, they made runs, but they didn't win Super Bowls. And then they won the cluster of the next three. All right. So today, Dave Zagueros on the show, Jerry Dulac's on the show, Neil Coulong, Rich Scarcella tomorrow, Ryan Snyder on recruiting Friday, High School Roundtable tomorrow, Sealand's Grow, Shikalimi. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, K Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory, by the way, with the Sunbury Motors guarantee to back it up. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, K Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf. And online at SunburyMotors.com. Right. Um, I'm really surprised at you.:
1: Why is that? Just, My take on this the book? This,
0: this is where you thrive. This is where your personal hate, and it really is hate, for so many different <laughs> individuals out there that have ruined your sports life. And I'm surprised you didn't, like, grab this and run with it because they have ruined the last 20 years of your life.
1: If this had happened in 2014 when Gate came out, then, yeah, it would have been all over it. But once again, this is mostly stuff we already know.
0: But the flake Gate to me is one of the. I'm sorry, I, I never have bought into it. I never have, and that not, I did from, not, from, not from day one. Have not bought into it, and it has nothing to do with like. Oh, you're a Patriots. I'm not, not a Patriots fan. I grew up a New York Giants fan. They were the Boston Patriots there when I was a kid. You, know, you heard Peter and me talking about it yesterday. Peter was a Giants fan, yeah, Growing up, why? Because they were the NFL team at the time. There's nothing to do with the Patriots nothing but I looked at it I said this is absurd they scored they won 45 to 7 right they did it because the football was, was inflated the wrong way really they kept switching out footballs in the Super Bowl in every play because they give them to the sponsors and so forth and the major donors <laughs> and they still won the thing like come on that would that whole thing was done to appease the other owners in the league who were mad at the Patriots. It was all done to appease them, because they were furious, felt the Patriots were cheating, and blah 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 blah. And they dragged it on for a year and a half. Real leader would have gotten rid of it in 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 two days. Two days would have gotten rid of it. Two days. And I still believe to this day that one of the issues with it is that did the officials really check all the footballs? Mm-hmm. Did they? I've always felt that was something behind, like, <laughs> well, we better cover it for our own people here. Oh, we're gonna have Rob Beer Temple on the show this uh, this week or next week about the Pirates. We're gonna do that just to depress the passengers. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say we got the Eagles and Steelers. Don't we have? Don't have have we suffered enough right now?
0: No, there's nothing against Rob, of course. There's one winning team in the state. Yes, of course.
1: That's the the only thing. That's the only thing keeping people's spirits up right now.
0: Cardinals won 17 in a row. They made the playoffs.
1: We'll hear from that a little bit later on. Yeah.
0: Uh, so happy for three guys in particular. I'm really happy for I'm ha- Happy for Harrison Bader, who's who's been terrific in the stretch. Second baseman Tommy Edman, who's been steady the whole season, and I'm really happy for Mike Schilt, the manager. Right, and you know, it's really neat because all three of them were here with the spikes, so you get to know people along the way and I just think it's really cool for all of them that have had this kind of success because they're all three really great guys Edmund, Bader, Schultz a great guy I mean Schultz, your kind of guy, you really like him and I think that's so I'm happy for them now it's at obviously the Phillies expense yeah, but I mean the Phillies uh, they've got trouble now they did not win the opener last night um lost what was it two to one last night? I mean, they have to win the division because now the wild card's out of it.
1: Correct. They basically have to win out now and get help.
0: Yeah. So even though they win the next two, they're still a ha what, a half game behind? With yeah, the they're and and they're a half, and
1: half, half out with five to go or three and, and a, half, a half, so it'd be yeah. a game
0: and a half out, and that's just that's too much stuff. To- that's gonna to be too much. That's a lot to ask for. I mean, you need a total collapse of the Braves at this point. Not you know, nothing's out of the realm of possibility, of course. But I mean, that that's the issue that they have moving forward. But it doesn't matter because
1: the Phillies play the Marlins to finish up the season anyway, so they're gonna lose two out of three. <laughs> Cause that's again, just what they do. Again, the hate comes. I'm out. just being honest. Every Any Phillies fan will tell you. The suit will tell you that. He's a Phillies fan. Chief would tell you that, too.
0: The Chief is still scarred by the 64 Phillies. I know. There you go. The suit is scarred by a lack of knowledge. All right, so it's... Uh... You take you a deuce. You don't sit there and look at it. You flush it. Oh, my God. We're going to hear that until the <laughs> end of time. <laughs> oh. ay, 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 ay.
1: I may or may not have too much fun with this.
0: I don't know. I'm not having fun with it. It's, it's actually not fun for me to listen to it. Just, eh. No, it doesn't mean the fans aren't having fun. If they're having fun with it, then keep playing it me, I'm like, do I have to keep hearing that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. Lingerie on the deck? I can hear that all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. By the way, the Bears did officially buy the Arlington Park property today. $197.2 million. This is a big area. I mean, they bought it from Churchill Downs, by the way. Um, I don't, have you ever been to Arlington Park?
1: I think I may have walked past it.
0: Because okay. I, was, I about, was in
1: Chicago for a wedding two summers ago.
0: It's about 30 miles northwest of Soldier Field. About 20 miles... Southwest of the Bears' headquarters in uh, at Hallis Hall, and 16 miles northwest of O'Hare. Okay, so that's it's 30 miles away from downtown. Now there is a buyout here. If the Bears, a 326 acre property, by the way. Um, Now. Arlington Heights is not going to cure everything. So, I mean, Matt's at least been out there, so he knows what I'm talking about. The traffic's still going to be bad. I mean, no matter what. I mean, they need, you know, they do have, you know, there's an interstate that runs right past it, the whole deal, but you need better infrastructure around the property. Uh, They're going to have a lot of parking, a lot because it's a huge property. Um but they can't keep playing at Soldier Field. I mean they renovated, they did a lot of work on Soldier Fields two thousand and one, but it was you know, you're talking about twenty years ago. It looks like a spaceship now with Roman columns on the outside of it. Literally. Um I mean, you look at the Cubs situation. Everybody's talking about, you know, you know, they, they had the big sell off. Well, remember, the Cubs put a lot of money into Wrigley Field. I mean, a lot of money. So how do you repay it? Well, you got to figure out how to do it, and sometimes you got to cut salaries to do it. Now, a new stadium does not affect the on-field product. I mean, let's be honest about it. How good have the Cowboys been since they built Jury World? Right? I mean, this is not like... Pouring money into facilities like they do in college football because you're trying to recruit around it. I mean, here you draft, you got to be smart about how you draft, who you sign, who you let go. You know, we're just talking about how the Patriots are built. And um, how much is a Bears ticket going to be once they build the stadium? But there is a buyout that's involved here there is a buyout and they would have to pay i believe 84 million dollars if they leave in the next 5 years i believe it it the number drops for each year after 5 to break the lease Now, we talked about Pat Ryan last week about Northwestern, and he's committed a lot of money to Northwestern. You look at the, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the Northwestern football building. It is, it's beyond what I've, I've seen anywhere. It's right on the shores of Lake Michigan. It is phenomenal. And believe me, compared to what they had before, it's a 180. I saw what they had before. You're know, like, yikes. Well, Pat Ryan helped put money into that. Same thing with uh, Welsh Ryan Arena. Well, Ryan's committed $480 million to Northwestern, some of which is going to renovate Ryan Field. But he's also one of the minority owners of the Bears. And the question has, has to be, do the Ryans have unlimited funds? I mean, one has to venture at some point. The answer is no. They don't have unlimited funds. At the moment, it just seems that way. But they're working. I mean, the Eagles don't have that problem. Steelers don't have that problem. Although I'll say this. The difference between Heinz Field and the Link, no offense, the Link is a better stadium. I like the Link, to be honest with you.
1: Well, not only that, too, but you've got the whole sports complex right there in South Philly.
0: Well, I mean, that's what Pittsburgh has. Essentially, without, without the arena, which is on the other side of the river, I mean, PNC Park and Heinz Field are right next to each other. A
1: little bit down the street, but yeah, essentially. A short walk away.
0: Well, so, I mean, how long do you think the walk is between Citizens Bank Park and the Link? It's the same walk. There's <laughs> no difference. It just looks it looks like they're next to each other. But there's a little further, (laughs) they just share parking lots. It's the same thing with PNC Park and and Heinz Field. They pretty much share parking lots. And the way the Pirates have played, they didn't need any of the Steeler parking this year.
1: (laughs) It may be a while.
0: A while? We'll have Rob on later, maybe even early next week, to talk about it. But, yeah, a while is a good way of putting it. It's going to be a while. We just did it deliberately, having Rob on. Because, you know, we want people to hear how the other the other half lives. <laughs> wow. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, speaking of how the other half lives, we'll talk about the Eagles in the next half hour. This will be refreshing with Dave Zagaro, you think? Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. No, all right. Back with more in a moment. Hey, by the way, are you going to see the new Bond movie?
1: Actually, to be honest, I haven't seen any of them, so. Um,
0: so they, they no, okay, yeah.
1: Fine. Wow. Yeah, I know. Like I said, I'm very bad with movies.
0: Supposedly the the reviews are outstanding, but all right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with. Me. I mean, I mean, you miss out on seeing Jim Bob Bond. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WK, okay. He's a uh, uh, outstanding uh, person. Uh, he's, as, he's as pure as mother's milk. He just basically steps out there and gives you everything he's got, and nature gave him some skills, and, boy, does he know how to use it. The Cowboys owner Jerry Jones on the suit. <laughs> this has been an interesting week, man. Quite an endorsement. It's actually talking about Micah Parsons. I thought it was a positive thing to say about the suit, so I, went, I ran with it. <laughs> Got a note for the suit. If you could say more positive things about the suit, that would be great. I'd like, you know, it would be nice if somebody else wrote the memo, but that's all right. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. He keeps wanting me to give him a picture of James and myself doing the talk show. So, some whatever I have that people have sent me over the years, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. I finally said sent to them today, I said, Look, I said, What do you want me to do? Take a selfie? Let me... <laughs> it's like, I'm doing the show. I can't take pictures of it. <laughs> it's like, Come on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, James. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! So you got Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss against Alabama this week. and I guess Michael Wilbon referred to Lane Kiffin as a clown, right?
1: Well, is that what was said? I, I I, saw that he said something about him that kind of fired everybody up, but I didn't know what it was because it's Pete
0: There's nothing to be proud of if you're a if you're college football. There's nothing to be proud of if you're college football, because of Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is a clown. Lane Kiffin has Lane Kiffin has been an embarrassment at multiple stops. Nobody's going to run out there and say, "Yeah, I want Lane Kiffin right there on the logo representing me." Lane Kiffin's a cute little story for guys like us. We have to talk about sports every day, and we can come in and say, ha ha ha, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin equals embarrassment at some point, wherever he is. Not totally That's...
1: wrong, but a little harsh.
0: He's been a little more mature, I think, in this stop at Ole Miss. How about that?
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think,
0: uh... I think it floored Atlantic. I thought for the most part he handled that well. He was given too much too soon. The Raiders, USC, Tennessee...